Welcome to the Brent Gold Podcast with co-host Eric Lawholm. We are building 1 million agents in 100 countries in 10 years. Now, here's your host, Brent Gold. Hi, this is Eric Lawholm. I'm joined today by Brent Gold with the Brent Gold Podcast. We are thrilled to be with you today. And today we are going to be talking about what makes Brent Brent. What are some of the characteristics that make him who he is, a dynamic leader, extraordinary producer, and he's had a tremendous career. Brent, let's let's go back to your story. Let's walk back to the very beginning of you getting involved in real estate and share with us, how did you uh, get involved in real estate? Absolutely. But first, I want a disclaimer. This topic was Eric's idea. It was, <laughs> let's talk about what makes Brent, Brent. This is, I know, he's like, no, this will be great. Let's do it. I'm like, okay, Eric, let's do it. So this is Eric's idea, a little disclaimer. But um, okay, back in real estate. Let's see, I went uh, bankrupted and when I was 29 and I was destitute, out of money, married a few years, two small children, like a, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And I went bankrupt for my, right when I was 29. So happy 30th, turning 30, you're bankrupt. You've lost everything. And so a friend of mine felt so sorry for me, Eric. He said, Hey, you should get your real estate license. You know, you, you'd be great at this and you can make an extra, you know, sell a home a month. And I'm like, well, what's that earn? I'm like, what do you get for that? And he says, well, you get 3%. And if it's a hundred thousand dollar home, that's three grand, but the broker gets half. 50%. So you get 1500 bucks a month. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. You think I could do it? He goes, yeah, I think you can do it. I said, okay, I'll do it. I went and got my license and I started real estate. By the way, I only sold three homes my first six months. I did not set any records. I was kind of ashamed to be in real estate, not embarrassed of real estate, but just embarrassed that I had to do something different that I had failed and, uh, you know, ego, pride, whatever. So uh, I was not an overnight success, shall we say. So there you so go. What happened? So you got started. You only sold a couple homes. And then what was kind of the first major win that you had? So that would be my broker, Kevin. Um, he said, hey, I said, I just, what do I got to do to make this work? And he goes, listen to me. Find a way to get people in your car. Entice them with candy. I don't know what you got to do, but get them in your car and start showing property. Quit thinking about it and just Every weekend show property, they're going to see homes they get excited about. Then you drive them back 40 minutes back to Fair Oaks from Elk Grove. It's a 40 minute drive. And then I'll write the offer for you because I don't know how to write the offer. And, and, and I went, it's that simple. He says, it's that simple. But how do I do that? He goes, you, you got to figure that part out, baby. It's called will, desire, tenacity, you know, be scrappy, figure it out. So I'm like, okay, I got to get people in my car, just show them two or three, four or five homes, whatever. So I really worked on that. I started not just emailing homes, calling people. I'm like, you got to see this house. It's amazing. Here's why it's amazing. It won't last past tonight. And I was starting. And while we're out there, I'm going to show you two other homes or three other homes. I'll take us 45 minutes. Everything's quick, 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 like the Starbucks drive-through. Unless it's backed up, 12 cars. You're like, well, I'm not stopping. You know, nobody wants to take 10 or 15 minutes to get a Starbucks. Same thing with seeing property. So I made sure, hey, Eric, it's 45 minutes. Come on, let me show you two or three homes. You'll be blown away. 
And, um, and I always had one that was amazing. A lot of people say, I want to, when can I show you property? That's like saying, I'm going fishing. Here's my barbed hook with no bait, throwing it out in the river or the lake and hoping fish bite the hook. No. Oh my gosh, Eric, I found the house. It's 4,000 square feet. It's got an incredible view of the valley. It's got an infinity edge pool. They put 80,000 in the kitchen. It was a forever home. If the guy had a corporate transfer to Boston, he's got to move. It's their loss, your gain. I'm telling you, it's priced at 680. I would have priced it at 795 all day long. This home will not be here tomorrow night. I know you're a doctor. I know you have brain surgery this afternoon. Cancel the brain surgery. They'll be okay. They've waited a long time. I go, you got to see this house. They can't believe that you would ask them, the fire captain, to get off work. I go, you got to get off work. It's just an absolute emergency. And they always go, look, I can't cancel brain surgery. I'm a dentist. I'm a chiropractor. I'm, I'm a fire chief. I've got this. But look, the second I'm off work at three o'clock, we'll go look at it. Okay. So I create, I'm a master at creating the sense of urgency. And, and, and so when I started showing property every week, I started selling homes. I literally, um, that year, I think I sold, well, I, I didn't do great, but I sold 18 in my first full 12 months. Once I got that bit of advice and then I got better. And the next year I did 28 and then I got better. And the next year I did 48 and it was 1999 and I made $393,000. It was like, I discovered the printing press. I'm like, is this even illegal? I'm looking left, looking right. <laughs> I'm like, is this legal? I've just made almost $400,000. I don't even really know what I'm doing. I mean, I do, but I don't, I realized there was so much more room for growth. Like I wasn't even doing listings. I'm not even one of those guys or gals with 5, 10, 15 listings. I'm working purely with buyers making. But what if I added in, be, learned how to become a listing agent, which I eventually did. And uh, But that's kind of my story of struggle and overcoming. And uh, I went to every board of realtor training I could do, every mastermind, every Brian Buffini, Joe Stump, Craig Proctor, Remax convention. I don't care if it was an Intero convention, Coldwell Banker convention, Coldwell Banker training. I showed up. I was learning based and I soaked it up like a sponge and I implemented and I did a bunch of stuff wrong, but I did a few things right. But in doing all that, I go, okay, when I do this, it doesn't work. But when I say this, it works. And man, when I say this, it works like magic. But I had to be willing to fail. I had to be willing to say, I always tell people, you want to succeed? Say dumb stuff with velocity. Because if you do it enough, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm seeing a pattern here. The pattern is when I act like this and I am not paying attention, I don't have good energy, I get blah results. But when I have good energy and I say these things, I get pretty good. And when I do this, boom, baby, this mat, everything I touch turns to gold. I'm on fire. And you get to that point through failure. Failure is the key to a brighter tomorrow. And most people don't have the guts to fail. Was good energy something learned or did you just intuitively do it? Wow. Um, interesting question. I, I think I've always had pretty good energy, but I became cognizant of energy about six years ago when I've never really heard anyone talk about energy. I'm like, that makes sense. And I went to a Tony Robbins, UPW, Unleash the Power Within event. And Tony Robbins talked about energy. It's the key to relationships. If your relationship's dying, you have bad energy. You have like no energy. You're like, oh my gosh, I gotta go see my husband, see my wife, see my girlfriend. And there's no energy there. But what lives is when you first meet, you're in the honey and you got, oh my God, I love you. You're amazing. I love you too. And you have all this energy, but somehow you let the flame dwindle or go out. And that's when energy's relationships die. Same thing with your kids. Same thing with friends. Same thing with your business. Low energy in your real estate produce, 
business produces low results. High energy, backed up with effort, produces great results. Most people you see have great energy. There's always a few that have wonky or bad energy, but they work so hard, they get it done anyways, right? And But for the most part, I, um, it was Tony Robbins six years ago at a UPW where I learned the power of energy and go, you know what? Let's go. Step it up. Step. And he always says step up and you make a decision and, and you turn up, you dial up the energy and people are like, man, I'm not sure, but I sure liked her. Her energy was off the hook. We're going to go with Stacy. I sure liked Tim, man. He, he, he I, I'm not sure, but wow. Mimic is a go getter. I think he's, yeah, we're going to list with Tim. So energy doesn't always win the day, but it sure helps a lot. How's that? That's awesome. What about your mindset of continuous improvement? So you're like, you're talking about, you go to the Craig Proctor or you learn from this person, or you went to the, this training and you still do that to this day. And, and we're, we're the same in that, right? We're brothers in that, in that way. Were you always that way? Or did something happen where you had a turning point that got you fired up about learning? You know, one um, great question. When I was 19, I was washing dishes at Chico State back in that mid-80s, number one party school in America. So that's why I chose it, not for their engineering department or their nursing department. It was it was for their partying department. So I thought, man, it'd be great. Have a good time. Go to college. I'm in. Uh, funny thing is, I actually became a Christian, found the Lord, and totally quit drinking. And so, but my dad at 19 gave me these cassette tapes by, back then we had Sony Walkman, like Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris Pratt dancing around when that movie starts out so i had my sony walkman i got my big you know bib on that does the water and soap scum doesn't penetrate because you're washing dishes and i i'm listening to zig ziglar see you at the top you know keep pumping the pump and having a great attitude and your attitude determines your altitude and all this stuff i became aware of how you think matters and being a goal setter and being positive and and helping enough people get what they want you get what you want blah 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 and 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 then I did Augmentino then I which is the greatest salesman that ever lived I think the greatest book on sales ever written the greatest salesman that ever lived by Augmentino feel sorry for you if you haven't read the book it's a little paperback get it read it Dale Carnegie, How to Run Friends and Influence People, Andy Andrews, The Noticer, Alan Lloyd McGinnis, The Friendship Factor, a book written about the greatest friendships ever and what it makes to be a great friend. Who doesn't want a great friend? Study it. And so I started reading all these things. And I think literally from 19 on, I started going to events. I went to three um, like masterminds in the past four weeks. Some of them are two-day masterminds, one-day masterminds, some are three. And then this month, I have... Um, three of them scheduled within 15 days of each other. And um, wow. I'm just, yeah, but you meet people and, and you fit it in, you do business before and after. And, and it just, my momentum is sky high right now, but I'm intentional and purposeful about getting in the right rooms around the right people, learning new things, new thoughts produce new results. The same old thoughts will keep in that same old car, living in that same old house with those same old friends, with those same old bills. But if you want to have a new life, get your, get around some new people because uh, the world is always evolving. And don't get stuck with the Johnny Cash eight track cassette. You know, the world's different, man. We use the, you know, uh, digital downloads and iTunes and, and everything's different, man. And you got to learn and grow and change or you're going to get past. I want to talk next about um, I'm going to call it your motor. Right. We all have a motor. Some of us don't use it. Some of us use it. I know you were on tour. Early, I think it was this year. And it was like 
10 cities in 10 days or something. Maybe it was even yeah. more than that. And you, you go out and you'll roll up the sleeves and, and really put the effort in. And um, I was talking to a, a real estate agent uh, earlier today and they were basically, Hey, I'm, I'm in stress about money, but they got no motor for revenue producing activities. So can you just talk about that importance of just really action, you know, and really getting yeah. out there and, and maybe talk a little bit about that tour. Cause I, I was like blown away at how much action you were in about that. Well, Tony Robbins, again, taught me that six years ago. Massive actions creates results. Backed up with the Zig Ziglar, great attitude and, and energy. It's game over for anybody. High energy, smiling, great attitude, massive action. You literally can't say the wrong thing to the right person. You will trip over the right people and say, you know what? You're cute. I like you. I could tell you're new. I could tell you're nervous. But yeah, help me find a house. I could tell you're new. I could tell you're nervous. But yeah. List my building for $10 million. And, and they just, you can't say the wrong thing to the right people. So that massive action is a huge, huge deal. And yeah, I, I did do like a, I don't know, 10, 12, 14 city swing. And we're flying from city to city. And it was so much fun. I think in Seattle, we got in a Tesla, put it on autopilot. And it drove us down to Vancouver, Washington, right by, by Portland. And literally the car did everything. It was kind of fun. I'm like, just put your hands on the wheel for crying out loud. I mean, the car literally drove us from Seattle to Vancouver, like all by itself. It's pretty cool. But, um, and it was, it was a great trip, but um, I think, like you said, people don't have a motor for activity. And so really you can, you can polish your scripts. You can polish your uh, listing presentation. You can learn the contract backwards and forwards. You can learn about disclosures, what to disclose, what's okay not to disclose, basically nothing to disclose everything, you know, but um, you can do all that. But if you're not lead generating, if you don't master lead generation, which is the activity part, the motor part, whether that's door knocking, calling the expireds, doing by referral only, asking everyone for referrals, and then giving them something if they refer you, you know, or, or open houses or internet lead gen or social, whatever it is, whatever it is, pick something and master it. I tried a lot of things and failed at most, but succeeded at the radio the third time, first two times I completely bombed. The third time I succeeded, tried TV, bombed, don't have a face for TV. Um, but, uh, you know, I tried the internet marketing, didn't really, it wasn't a fit for me because I don't like to sit there and email people. I, I don't do that to this day, but open houses worked for me. So the radio and open houses, and I mastered the radio uh, or I did really well. How about that? And people call me all the time. Hey, come list my house, 6%, right? You're the guy on the radio. I love you. I love your program. You're great. I'm like, who doesn't want to hear that? And so that is a fun thing to have happen sometimes two, three, four, five times a week, right? And so the radio was bigger than the open houses. My mom was like, hey, if I could touch them, if I could just get my hands on them, they're mine. And my mom's a 55-year real estate broker. I'm the same way. If I could just get him in front of me, man. I was going to win him over. And, um, you know, it's funny, a uh, side note, Eric, people at open houses, they ask the worst question you could ever ask a, a consumer. Do you have an agent? Don't ask that. They're all going to say yes. Like, oh, they have a Cobalt Banker agent. They have a Century 20. They have an EXP agent. They have a Remax agent and a Keller Williams agent. Don't ask that question. I call it assume a buyer. Just start working with them. Now, sometimes they'll say, well, 
Eric, I just want you to know I have a Cobalt Baker agent. They've sold me a couple of homes of which I would, I would respond, hey, no problem. Keep your agent. But I'll tell you what, I guarantee you nobody knows Loomis or Lincoln or Granite Bay or, or Penryn or um, Eldorado Hills or Folsom like me. I'm an absolute expert. Here's what I want you to do. Keep your agent. But here's the deal. You, you, you like a home like this? Yeah. What if I call you? Like, what kind of home would you want? If you could describe your home, would it be 3,000 square feet, 4,000 square feet, 5,000? Would it be on a small lot? Would it be on an acre? Would it have a two-car garage or three-car garage? Would it have a pool or not have a pool? What would it look like? Single story, two story? Would it have a view? Would it not have a view? Would there be room for the kids to play or what? Tell me. And I get them to describe the home and then I repeat it to them. Okay. So what if I call you with this 4,000 square foot single story, amazing view, infinity edge pool. And you said you want a minimum of three car garage. It has a four car garage, but it can't be over a million dollars. And I call you on the, with this thing for eight ninety seven, And you haven't heard a word from that agent of yours that call. And I'm sure he, she's a nice person, but it's crickets. Like, you know, you know, like nothing crickets. And I call you and say, here's your dream home. And you don't hear from your agent. Have I maybe earned the right to at least show it to you? And I'd be quiet. And they go, now, how do I learn? It sounds pretty good when I say it, right? I've said it. I had to say it. I had to learn how to say that. No one even taught me. I did so many. I like, this works when I say it this way. And they go, well, yeah, you, I suppose you have. I mean, your agent didn't call you. Can I show it to you? And they go, yeah, you could show it to us. And I go, and what if you just loved it? Like, this is it. Oh, my God, we're so excited. And you still don't hear from your agent. It's still crickets. Have I earned the right to write your offer on your behalf? And I'd just be quiet. And they go, Heck yeah. I says, great. So there's no law that doesn't say you can't have two agents. Have two. And your odds aren't twice as good. They're 10 times as good because I'm going to outwork your agent. I say it with a big smile. Your agent has no idea. I'm going to give you red carpet, high level service like you've never. I'm going to blow your mind. So worst case, I never call you in a week or two. Best case, I call you with the home of your dreams at a price you're excited about, and I hope you get that home, and then maybe I've earned the right. So why stick with one when you could have two? I just want to give you the best service you've ever had in your life. Can I have a shot at that? And they always say, no, we're just going to stick with our agent. Of course they don't do that. Every single time they go, yes. So nobody owns their clients. I don't own my clients. We've all had it where you call your client and go, oh, Brandon, we're so excited. We bought a home last weekend and I'm calling them to sell home. And I always respond the same way. That is so awesome. Where? Tell me about it. Well, we bumped into this agent in an open house and, oh, we loved it. We couldn't reach you. You were in Tahoe. You were in Carmel, Monterey, San Francisco, wherever it was you were, Yosemite. And, and we bought it and they don't really realize that as an agent, we're like, oh, there goes 15,000 bucks. Ouch. You know, but yeah, you should have followed up. And, and so I'm always genuinely excited for them. I don't chew them out. Well, hey, you, I've been working with you for six months. You know, listen to me. If somebody could give my clients better service or find them the dream home when I didn't, it's all about your client, man. Just learn from it and learn to hustle more, stay more organized, get help, you know, stay in touch. And I just let it inspire me. Instead of being bummed out and motivated, man, there's one I could have had and you got to work hard. So um, I don't know if I answered your question, but that's kind of some of the things I do. Yeah, I love it. I've got um, I've got one more question that I want to ask. And I want I want you to talk about um, being intentional. You're a big you know, yellow tablet block out a day or two days, write down your future and you've you know, you've created an amazing life for yourself intentionally. And I think a lot of people, 
they they just kind of wake up each day and they react to the day. They're not thinking in the future about what they want to create. Um, I know you, for example, you've got events booked out. How far out in advance do you book your um, events for your business? Oh, yeah, man. We're, we're planning events two and three years from now. We're working on the T-Mobile Center in Reno with 20,000 people. And, and, and so now we're way out. We have goals that go out 10 years, five, 10 years. And of course, you know, goals for this year. And um, so, yeah, we're, we're all about being an intentional. Talk, and talk about being intentional and, and just, you know, getting away to a hotel or a resort and the yellow tablet and just kind of walk us through that because I think it's brilliant. Well, first of all, everyone hearing my voice, you should know about every big event happening this year. Like Cabo sold out, it's gone, sold out in April. Got 1,100 people grab their passports. It's the most popular event we do. Everyone loves Cabo. We stay at the Hyatt property and there's five restaurants and a super all-inclusive resort. Boom, sells out like lightning fast. But Maui, we just opened up Maui. It was for people that had sponsored 20 and have 100 in the organization. Um, everyone signed up. There's 400 of us coming. Um, I think Michael Valdez and Dave Conord will be there this year. Um, I was actually just talking today. They're all excited to hang out, but it's a very small, it's not like seven thousand people how would you like to just sip on a pina colada with dave Knord at the pool he's the president of exp or or um, um michael valdez he's our chief growth officer exp worldwide you're go surfing with michael or go golfing with those guys or out to a luau and just kind of be at the pool at the beach and be in that setting and then we have this mastermind but that is happening um, January the 29th through February the 5th. You can go to brentgove.com. I open up the last 100 spots. When they're gone, they're gone. So if you haven't been to brentgove.com, go there today. When you hear my voice, there might be a spot left. If someone has to back out, we open up another spot. So click on the Maui tab, get yourself a spot, and put yourself in the right room. So be if you can't make it to Cabo, it's sold out, come to Maui. At January 29th to February 5th, Sunday to Sunday. You don't have to go all seven or eight days. You can go for four or five, but be there. And then the mastermind, the training is from 3 to 6 p.m. every afternoon during that kind of dead part. So you play all day by 3 o'clock, you're done with the pool, the beach, come to that, you're going to hear the who's who of EXP training you on how to be more successful. That's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 3 to 6 p.m. And then we go out all night and play and go out to dinner in Lahaina and Whaler's Village and Hotel Row. It's the best beach in the world. There's no place better. And then there's the shareholders in, in May, end of May. Uh, put that in your calendar. We're doing build. It looks like in July this year, and we're going to be in San Antonio at um, at the JW Marriott there, Hill Country, and we're going to release the dates. I think next week. But you want to get all this in your calendar, and then there's EXP Con next um, October. Put it in your calendar first. So you put the big rocks in first, then you build around that. And this business is built event to event, function to function. I have never missed one in six years. I don't go camping. I don't take a family vacation. Well, I didn't know whose fault is that? Find out. I'm a. I'm already bugging the heck out of EXP what the dates are for 2024. And, and like, are you thinking about like, get them in your calendar sooner so you can plan around them. And I'm always bringing people. And I, I start off with just me bringing one and then me bringing 10, then me bringing 40, then me bringing 100. And, the, and I don't do it all. They bring people too, right? And now we have over 30,000 and agents and brokers in my organization selling residential luxury and commercial real estate in over 21 countries worldwide. It happens because of intentionality, being purposeful, planning ahead. And I go to stuff, you learn, you grow, and then your business explodes. You learn and grow and the business explodes. Um, so 
there you go. Awesome. Well, Brent, I so enjoy the time that we get to spend and just sharing ideas, talking success, and then recording so we can share this with our listeners from all over the <laughs> world. As I always end these podcasts, you know, I encourage you to listen to them multiple times to put the best ideas in your subconscious mind and to share the podcast recording with your organization so they can benefit from these ideas as well. Any last thoughts you want to share, Brent, before we wrap up? Oh, did you tell I was wanting to say something? I go, no, I'm not going to say anything. I spoke for Grant, uh, Grant and Elena Cardone last night uh, to their organization at EXP, and something just flew out of my mouth, and Elena wrote it down. She thought it was amazing. And and I, because everyone's, you know, sometimes they do a lot of numbers, but they don't smile. Would you say when you look at me, I'm naturally smile a lot when I'm watching? Absolutely. Yeah. I'll sit there and smile. I've trained myself to smile because the speakers look at you. You feed the energy or you suck energy from them. If you have a resting face that's very straight and the speaker's like, oh, everyone's hating this. The truth is you're so paying attention, but you're not aware of your face. Same thing on Zooms or when you're to open houses, you're listening. You got to smile. And I, I said this yesterday. I said, smiles make up for miles of mistakes. Smiles make up for miles of mistakes. If you just smile and you have that energy, people are attracted to be able to smile. Some of you don't smile enough. Be aware of your face. Put smile on the laptop. Put smile on your phone. Just start smiling and loving and doing the massive activity. But smiling is super, super important. And so be aware of your face when you're both listening and talking. But smile. Learn to smile. We love people who smile. Awesome. I love us ending on that nugget. That was a great, great nugget. That's going to wrap up another great edition of the Brent Go podcast. Thank you all for listening. We look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Okay, so here's the deal. We have incredible information, video content on my YouTube channel. Go over there and make sure you subscribe and it's vital that you ring the bell. If you ring that bell every time I put out new content, it's actually going to notify you and you can get the latest and greatest of what's happening at EXP. Now, don't forget to like me on Facebook. So you can also get that content and then follow me on Instagram. We're hitting everybody high, low, and in between. We're trying to get the information out there so you can build big businesses, revenue share organizations. So go to uh, YouTube right now. Please subscribe and ring that bell. Like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram. We'll see you out there.